0: Welcome, one Welcome to the
1: One Gram Army podcast. Thank you for listening to my daddy's stupid podcast, and remember, his head
0: is full of doo doo, so don't listen to anything he says. Generals, welcome to the One Graham Army podcast. I am Graham, and you already know the drill, Tony. Yes. Baltimore, yes. From Pod Caviar, yeah. Available where you get podcasts is here with me, yeah. As usual, yeah, of course. And I, you know, what I'm saying I gotta, I'm gonna start bringing like a little, uh like a little sleeping bag and shit, man. I am just sleep in the studio. You, um, we might as I'm well
1: just get yeah, be that guy, you know. And,
0: I ideally we would live in a world where this was all we did. Oh yeah, because when we do yeah. do it. Magic. If we fucking get to the point where all we have to do is do a podcast. Oh my God. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I feel like they'll probably be real weird initially. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah. wow, that was, you guys had a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> that together. But after that initial situation, I mean, right. probably could potentially be the greatest content ever created. Well, you're
1: fucking right. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. I
0: mean, welcome to the One Gram Army thank Podcast, yeah. sir, and where everyone is incredibly humble. Yeah, realistic. I mean, it's an important you know, yeah. portion of this podcast I do yeah. have one announcement to make I would like to say that this is the uh, I'm inching in on 130 podcasts mm-hmm. And I've never had a soundboard mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. we have the yeah, we official got One, one, one gram army soundboard yes. yes, it's true <laughs> This man has no dick I'm not sure why that's why I started with that <laughs> But I think it's a good. It's going to be a good opportunity for self-effacement. Of course. And, you know, hysterical um, interjections. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You got any biscuits for sale in there? <laughs> See? Who yeah. knows? Any... We're any, a sound effect like that. Any opportunity for us to
1: do something absolutely out of bounds and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to no. take that. Yeah. Silly, though. Yeah. Silly. Because my podcast,
0: yeah. r- more than anything, mm-hmm. the goal has always been to be... As silly as possible. Right. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And a soundboard full of incredibly goofy movie cuts. That fits right into the vision. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was on my vision board. I don't believe in vision boards and I don't have one. But if I did, a soundboard would have been big on it. Oh, hell yeah. And when it came to the podcast. Right. It was important to (laughs) me to have a soundboard.
1: That makes sense. I mean, shit. Hell, fuck it.
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: so we played with that thing for about what a good 10-15 minutes before we started recording so of course you know yeah you have got to well you, you know to. i i
0: planned initially on just dropping it on you and being <laughs> like hey check this out but yeah. i you know i wanted you to be able to dig through it oh yeah. you know what i mean you motherfucker you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so many good ones but you know wait merciful crap yeah, yeah just i'm not yeah. playing around here I love it, man. It's a great idea. Yeah, I've upped the uh, you know morning radio show right quality of this podcast right. to new heights. And now other podcasters may be like, hey, that's hacky. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's Fuck them. Yeah. That's Fuck a real. Em. That's a Fuck hacky thing to do. What do you want to be a morning radio DJ? Em. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Why Stop being a bitch and come on. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's enough. We're not oh, gonna get yeah. into a feud.
1: We're not gonna go back and forth with you. Just fuck him. Yeah, you know, fuck your feelings. You yeah. know, be but,
0: better than us or shut the fuck up. Agree. You know? And if you but, don't think the soundboard's funny, I'm not really sure I want you as a listener. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure it'll be up to you. No, but I want us. I want us to
1: be. I want us to get to the point to where people hear us and then they automatically get
0: unresponsibly bothered by some shit that we do or right. say. You know, yeah. or the hacky things. Yeah. But see, hacky has been a centerpiece of this podcast since it was sports with a capital F. Exactly. Being and there's nothing hack- wrong with that. That's my goal. <laughs> Why exactly. people listen to morning radio shows. Yes. You know what I mean? Dude, like it's, what? They, people love those things. We should shoot for a, a uh, serious
1: radio show. That way you could be uncensored and we can still have the soundboard. Agreed. And we can yeah. have Carlos
0: call in and we can just do shit, you know? Yeah. I'm, o- I- I'm okay with it just like this. Yeah, I mean, you know this know is I mean? fine. I yeah. will do this forever yeah if you can't you know if you can't imagine that let's stimulate your mind you know what i'm saying yeah soundboard is in the house all right but i do promise i do promise that the soundboard will be used judiciously okay and with great restraint yeah because the podcast is going to be normal but i wanted to introduce people of course to the soundboard. to the soundboard so anyway but i did want to
1: uh (sighs) i can say if we overused it then okay that might be hacky but at the same time In moderation If we overuse it correctly though Then it's it's a fucking grand slam Are you shitting me Yeah
0: The point is funny Yes Right Yeah So yeah No the soundboard is here, yeah, and I don't think it's going anywhere. It's just going to expand, of course, as it should. It's possible that at some point my podcast will just be me saying things and then like my favorite movie quotes falling yes. in right yeah. behind it. Because instead know? of us just saying the quotes verbally, we have a soundboard now,
1: so you know exactly. Yeah, you know, we just has have a shit to say. You know. Back off, man! I'm a scientist. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: But so yeah, we will. F- I will feature that. Um, lightly uh, the, as, as best as I possibly can mm-hmm. prevent that from becoming a regular, uh, occurrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will only accent things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can't promise that it won't bleed over in a podcast caviar, but I'm not sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure it will. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <promise> it won't. <laughs> when you said soundboard, I was like, oh, okay. Yes. Yep. All right. But so what really was, uh, exciting me recently that wasn't Mm -hmm. this soundboard is as listeners may or may not know tony and i were both aircraft mechanics uh in the air force yes you know that was what we chose to do with our early 20s was join the military Mm -hmm. and become aircraft mechanics of Varying sorts. <laughs> I, I now for uh, listeners yeah. <laughs> for listeners who may not know, me and Tony were what are called specialists. I worked on fuel systems. Tony yeah. worked on aircraft engines. There is a certain shred of aircraft mechanic in the Air Force known as a crew chief. Yeah, and for people who aren't familiar with that, a crew chief, um, as they're described as specialists, is jack of all trades, masters of none. True. But as an adult, having grown up, you look at what they really did. It's pretty insane. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like responsible for like putting on landing gear. Yeah. And like, you know, replacing very critical flight components Mm -hmm. among a group of people who was not the cream of the crop. Right. Of like mental Mm -hmm. stability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember on a deployment one time, a crew chief telling me a story about a crew chief in England who stole a C-130, right? Yes. And then crashed it. Yeah. And and I only vaguely remembered that. But a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago, I was reading an article about... Uh, actually, it was on the BBC and it mm-hmm. turned out to be about this story. And the story that I heard was very vague like, oh, yeah, um, crew chiefs used to be allowed to take the jets mm-hmm. and do taxis.
1: Yeah, that's right. True. Like,
0: yeah. and for people who don't know, the taxiing is like moving the plane around out by the runway on mm-hmm. the, you know, outside of the flight line. You know, mm. something you only usually it's see like if, you,
1: if you change brakes and you want to test the brakes on the you know, you taxi and then do a high speed taxi. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so.
0: it's in, uh, you know, it's in contrast to what most aircraft mechanics from art era right. would understand is right. that you could go on the jets and they do an engine run. Mm hmm. But if they were going to move the plane around, yeah. there had to be a pilot in the seat. Of course. Believe this gentleman, Sergeant Paul Myers, mm-hmm. in 1969. I, f- I found, the, like, uh, recently the BBC ran a story mm-hmm. about this gentleman who was actually the subject of what I assumed was sort of like an Air Force urban legend Mm -hmm. at the time. I was like, man, a crew chief. He was a bit of an urban legend, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that story plenty of times. Yeah, and I was like, a crew chief never stole a plane because you have to have a pilot in the cockpit Mm -hmm. when you taxi them around. But apparently you didn't at one point. And so the crew chief could go taxi the aircraft around on the runway. And in Mm -hmm. 1969, a gentleman named uh, Paul Myers, Mm -hmm. who was from Virginia, Took off. hmm He was a crew chief. He was, you know, uh, known to be a bit of an alcoholic. Right. He was 23 years old. He'd been married for 55 days at this point oh, when he God. stole this airplane. Oh, boy. And uh, essentially, he took it out for a taxi test. Yeah. Uh, his wife, I guess, was stateside. He was stationed at Mildenhall, mm-hmm. which is in sort of southwest England. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were one thirties there, I guess at one point. I yeah, I yeah. went there once while I was in, uh-huh. and they had tankers. They had KC 135s I s. I don't know what I've been there. I think I've been to Ramstein. That's in Germany. Yeah, uh, you go through yeah, there and no, stop. Yeah, there. I
1: haven't been. Uh, I haven't been. Uh, it was no. We stopped at one in England. I don't remember what it was though. But it was like half military base, half um, uh, airport. Hmm. Maybe that's not England. I don't know.
0: Possibly, they always sent us to Germany, and it was always cold and raining. No, yeah, Germany. The on the way between when you went on deployments, yeah. the, that that airstrip at Ramstein mm-hmm. is like you feel you're in an airport, but yeah. you're also like in an airport that's just for people deploying to the Middle East. Yeah, did you notice that that was such a weird situation? Yeah. It's one of the things I think about the most is that it was like just like being in an airport terminal, mm-hmm. except. Almost everyone was in uniform yeah. and it was everybody. Yeah. It was like me, like on my first deployment, about to go to Al and be bored for a couple months. Right. And then like dudes in line behind me who had like rank insignias from various branches yeah. and countries yeah. on their arms. Yeah. And it was, like,
1: it was nice to sit back and see what you, you know, who was coming and who of, was going. Yeah. Yeah. There was one time I was in uh, I was in a, I was in Han Germany. No, no, actually I was no I was leaving Al Udeed, and um, there was a group which I assume where they were some special forces or something. And then uh, one of the people were he was an older dude, you know, but he looked um he looked like battle worn, you know, right? And he had the you know he just looked badass, you know, yeah. and he had a, a pistol and everything on him. I don't know where they were going, but. They like they were going into the shit, and that was in the middle of when the war was probably some of the the toughest fighting. Yeah, as hot as it yeah, was, as hot as it gets, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I was like, it holy was a, shit. Yeah,
0: no, I'm glad you brought the, brought that up. That, yeah. That was weird, and I haven't thought about that in years. Mm-hmm. Like how it was in the uh terminal. Yeah. There in Ramstein or whatever that was mm-hmm. in Germany that we would go through, but I remembered that because I, like I said, I remember seeing guys with like. Uh, like Americans with other countries' rank yeah. insignias. Yeah. You know, guys with no-name tapes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see any of those yeah, guys I with did. the no-name tapes? Did, um, with sidearms and, you know, yeah. bags. Like, yeah. And you were like, well, no one of us got to bring our bags. Well, yeah, because exactly if something yeah. goes weird in here
1: <laughs> those are the guys yeah no and i remember ones, you know no. i remember
0: seeing air force guys with like on the back of their boots they had velcro that had their blood type on of course it, that yeah. name tapes on the back of their boots on the yeah. back of their helmet on the back of their shirt mm-hmm. i mean it was a it was very strange wearing uniforms you'd never seen before yeah you know yeah a very strange thing indeed but we digress as usual. Of course, yeah. Uh, Sergeant Paul assume, Myers in 1969. in that yeah. In really yeah. Hall. Yeah, that's, really the, that's really, the, <laughs> really, the,
1: really the big... Didn't he like, miss his family or some shit? Is that why he did it? Well, he,
0: it's interesting. He had just gotten married. And right, I, was like yeah, I remember you said and that. he was yeah. in the Air Force. And there's two guys who got married when we were young and we were yeah, in the military. He, of course, yeah. We differed from this guy in many ways, except for we knew a lot of this guy, I guarantee. Yeah. Who was in England. His wife was in the States. They got married fifty five days before that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that works. Right. And uh you know, he missed her. And he missed her so bad. He was gonna fly from Milton Hall back to the United States. Yeah C one thirty. Of course. That'll right. work. Yeah. Undoubtedly <laughs> Right. So anyway, so he steals the C one thirty and uh the BBC article really does a good job of like walking it down Mm -hmm. like moment to moment like part of his planning they interview a lot of people who knew him Mm -hmm. but the the nuts and bolts of it are that no one knows whether he crashed or whether he was shot down really yeah i heard he was shot down that is the thing i've always heard
1: i've always heard he was shot down
0: 100 percent. yeah official story turns out he crashed in the english channel really for real really that's the story that's the official story the official story official and this story. bbc mm-hmm. news article <laughs> yeah all centers around the idea uh-huh. that he where they're like what well, was he shot down yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. That's what we've always what heard, I've right? Yeah, always heard. Yeah, and I didn't know who he was. Right. when it happened, it was a fascinating article to like really learn more course, about yeah. this like Air Force boogie yeah. boogeyman story. You know? About oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh well, you know, crew chiefs used to taxi planes around, and one of them stole them one time. That was crew chiefs used to tell that story with like an yeah. air of pride. Yeah. Like yeah. no, it was the same as people who saw Jesus walk on water. Yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah. That's how. It was. And if you if you bother me, I'll steal that cuz a crew chief one time flew one of those yeah, yeah, which means yeah. I could 40 fly 40 years it. ago a yeah. crew chief did. and I'm telling you
1: and I you know I worked on engines and then avionics okay cool um taking off is pretty easy you know mm-hmm. but getting to the point to where you can actually get a plane make it to the runway right. and then take the fuck off on it yeah that's pretty hard No, there's has- a lot of shit that happens before you know, even in commercial, because I know if you haven't been in the military, you haven't worked on aircraft or whatever, you're not familiar with that, okay, cool. Even if you go on commercial flights, you just get on a flight and you think everything is cool. But no, it's not. It's a lot of shit that happens. It's a lot of shit A lot going of shit that on. happens. The main thing is you got to get all the shit out of the way so you can taxi to the runway.
0: There you go. You got to have enough fuel. Clearance <laughs> <You> to <laughs> move around. Exactly. Once you're outside of the place where airplanes sit still, <laughs> yeah. the clearances involved in moving right. around mm-hmm. are. It's a lot of shit. It is quite. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of pageantry to it, exactly. Because they're like, "Oh, you want to cross the runway?" And you're like requesting permission to cross yeah. the runway. And yeah. they're basically like, "We're thinking about it." Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because they don't
1: know. And get, I mean, you gotta you gotta hit the runway at the right time. You gotta yeah. get the right speed. You gotta know yeah. how to read the speed on the gauge. Yeah. You gotta know. Well, I'm not even talking about landing.
0: I'm talking about the clearances required to drive across one. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? even that was a pain in the ass, and probably right. certainly to taxi and aircraft right. onto a runway, exactly, right? Yeah, and require a great deal of clearance. This mm-hmm. gentleman, uh, actually, it mentioned it in the article. Uh, the person who wrote the article, who I should cite at some point, but mm-hmm. is it this one? Nope, it's not. It's not up there anymore. So, oh well, you know, check the BBC for the yeah. Site. But anyway, BBC. in the article, the person who wrote the uh, uh, wrote it interviewed someone who knew the guy, basically. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some other younger airman. Well, he was 21, the guy they interviewed okay. at the time. He said, you know, he was 21 at the time. He met the dude, and the dude had, like, regularly asked him if he wanted to split the cost of pilot training, like civilian mm-hmm. pilot training, mm-hmm. because he had it in his mind that he could fly a plane from where he was to go see his family like when he was on leave right like he yeah, could take I mean, leave yeah, okay, yeah sure take a plane mm-hmm. across, and just fly, the ocean. across the fucking ocean yeah yeah but of course yeah obviously the gentleman declined his offer yeah i would have uh, too like fuck you that doesn't even make sense but to me it definitely indicates that his plan to steal this plane was like thought out premeditated yeah you know yeah Which you would assume, right? Of course, yeah. Official story is he just like went nuts, Mm -hmm. was homesick, Mm -hmm. stole a plane, and then he crashed it over the English Channel.
1: Yeah.
0: Had I been the person to make the decision to shoot him down, obviously I would have shot him down considering Mm -hmm. the circumstances. The time it was. It's 1969. We're talking about like the height of the Cold War. Of course, yeah. And some crew chief steals yeah. an airplane. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he got was, shot down, dude. Yeah, you assume he's going. He totally got shot down. You certainly assume that he's going yeah. to, uh, you know. He's going to get shot Russia. Down. Yeah You have to Because you gotta understand That
1: yeah yeah, They they want our technology Of course You know right. And there's a, a lot of things That happened back then But Russia had straight up I apologize mimic. for that For some reason my yeah, laptop just started playing A I hate when computers TV do that. ad And <laughs> I was just <laughs> looking At a news story I thought story. it was a phone
0: And I was like Holy shit nah, What's going nah, nah, nah. on It was me And it, I couldn't like Close it properly Because it was one of those As ones. Techni- that's, that's current like, technology Then I not want to talk up. About this story That's what yeah. it is yeah. I believe it The BBC's like Okay thanks That's enough But you know The
1: fucking Russians You know They wanted our technology And there's been a lot of times where they have stolen our technology and mimicked
0: it to a lesser extent. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, you have to you have to concern yourself, too, if you're the person in charge of this decision with the Mm. idea that, like, okay, he's a Russian sympathizer. He's going to take this jet to them. Right. He's, you know, a Russian sympathizer. He might run this plane into something. Also, mm-hmm. he's like a rogue airman, right? Like a lower-ranking sergeant, I mm-hmm. believe he. It's they said his name was sergeant, so presumably it was like a buck sergeant, which Probably, meant yeah. Uh, in those days, man, if you had three stripes, you yeah, were a sergeant. Yeah, you a sergeant. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So this twenty-three-year-old steals an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, it just I, I looks don't know. bad. Do you, do you really think that it would be that hard to make that decision to shoot him down back then? No, no, it would not not right at all. No, right? Wouldn't have been a difficult decision at all. No, But here's what I would say is if they were like, oh, he's flying real low. We can't get him. You know, it's going to be hard. to." Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe you assume he's been trained by the Russians or something, you know, because all sorts of shit's running through your head. If you're the base commander, of course. And they wake you up, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, hey, like a twenty-three-year-old right, dude right. just stolen an airplane." And shit like that is why when we do our security clearances and shit, yeah. they're
1: always like, "You got to update us on anything that happens to you." Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah no, it's no. It's like they mentioned you, they, in the article, shit, if you get divorced, you got to let us know. And I'm like, "No, I don't. Yeah, no, I fucking don't. That's why. I'm not gonna get divorced and be yeah. like, you know what?" Russia's looking really good right now. <laughs> That's
0: not what happens.
1: Are you shitting me?
0: Nah, the idea though is that you would be you would come under financial hardship, of course, and then yeah. you would sell and then you would sell to shit. Russians. Yeah, that
1: and you know it's happened before, but those motherfuckers who've done it. A lot of those dudes worked for well, like CIA where the and cr- FBI Where is the and shit, Craigslist
0: you know? to sell information to the yeah, Russians?
1: how do you fucking, no? You know, and, but there's, there have been times, but those people dudes who, have worked for like the CIA who and the FBI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there the people you go. That, not us who worked, who fixed the planes. There's never been a point in time when an, a foreign national has been like, I would like you to tell me what nut you use to fix that <laughs> plane. I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. It's, like, set fuck up, fuck it's and- already
0: set up to where it's just a book. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Here's a yeah. book, and this is how you yeah. change that part. No, it's uh, <laughs> It's weird, yeah. But the, I understand the financial shit.
1: Yeah. Of course, yeah. But on our level, I highly doubt that that would ever happen. No, exactly. But and, in, the, in the course
0: of things back then, that, then if um, somebody fucking stole a C-130... You have to assume, right? Yeah. You have to assume the worst. Yeah. So like, as I'm walking it down in my own head, you can't really, uh, you can't really come up with a scenario where they don't try to shoot him down. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. Right. But I think if you found yourself in a situation where they couldn't shoot him down and you knew he wasn't some Russian trained dude mm-hmm. and you were like objective and you were like, well, okay, there's a 23 year old kid from Virginia mm-hmm. who misses having sex with that girl he married right. because they age. had yeah. sex once. Of course. And then, you yeah. know, yeah. he's going to travel there to go see her. Mm-hmm. You could probably leave it alone because it'll probably work itself out because he's not landing.
1: No. Yeah, it's easy to take off, but it's very hard to land.
0: It, there's no chance, really. No, no, I wouldn't like in my chances. No, modern planes, I wouldn't like my chances getting it off the ground because I don't know what you do with the flaps right before you take off. I mean, no, I would I pull mean, back. They, I mean, I guess if yeah, you go fast yeah. enough and you pull yeah, back. I mean,
1: you have a certain flap. You know, there's a pre-flight checkoff yeah. checklist where it tells you where to put the flaps. Taking off is easy. And even if he was, let's, you know, suspend disbelief for a second. If he was able to take a, a fully... Um, let's say he he took a L ten eleven a Lockheed right. that that was the the top of the line as far as technology. He, they had auto land on that plane. I mean, cool. He could have done that, but he didn't. It was a C one thirty. So right in nineteen sixty nine. Right, he wasn't he going wasn't anywhere, gonna yeah, land. You know? that. Thing. no, he was not.
0: Yeah, no. But also, they said that in the article that he set the autopilot mm-hmm. and then because he was talking to his wife while he was in there, somebody like radioed to the you know, the operator like yeah. plugged him in. Yeah. You know, there's a transcript of it. I, oh shit. Oh yeah. There's a transcript no of it. Way. Yeah. Of him and his, okay. talking to his wife. And basically by the time they start talking, mm-hmm. he's like, I think I made a big dang mistake, sweetie. You know, like, and no he's shit. like, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then at one point he says, he's like, I'll put it in autopilot. So like he put mm-hmm. it in autopilot, which is like basically airplane cruise control. Yeah. It'll keep you at that altitude. Right. You know, yeah. uh, at that speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you don't run out of fuel, you'll yeah. fly like that until and as such. Mm-hmm. But shortly after he put it on autopilot, the radio cuts out and he's gone. Oh, wow. Well. So either the autopilot was like, oh, you go crash into the English channel or because the story is so convoluted because Mm -hmm. the English are like, uh, you know, the Americans in in England are like, oh, well, we launched like two planes and they couldn't find him. Mm -hmm. But there's a bunch of evidence that suggests like the French launched some planes and the Germans launched some planes and like basically everyone was like nah yeah they were like <laughs> nah bro no, no 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 need as many eyes no, no. and is, missiles in the sky the, as the possible the most <laughs> literal version of nah bro
1: i've ever heard before in my life nah of no. course
0: they sent all those planes up. yeah of course he was oh, shot down oh, yeah hell yeah he was you know, done yeah um it was funny, though, because initially when I wanted to have this discussion, I thought maybe someone would operate under the assumption that, you know, he was, you know, he crashed. But no one I know who I ever met mm-hmm. in maintenance who mentioned this story mm-hmm. that up to this point was pretty much just an urban myth. Yeah. Did they ever say, oh, yeah, he stole a plane and then he crashed it? Crashed it. Yeah. 100- in the
1: English Channel. You yeah. know how...
0: The story of when it
1: happened,
0: yeah. The story of when it happened Uh was like 1995 to 1950. Of course. The story of who did it was like five guys or one guy. Mm -hmm. The story of like why was like to go commit a murder or to smuggle kilos of cocaine or to just go see your wife. And then the BBC, you know, years later was like, here's a story about what. At least the actual people involved. Of course. You know? Yeah. And when I read the story, I was like, well, don't we all assume he was shot down? Because that's how that story ended.
1: Yeah. 100% of the time. I I will fucking bet money on the fact that he was shot down. I mean, he was shot the fuck down.
0: I feel confident in it. Yeah. Yeah. He was shot down. It's the thing about conspiracy theories. It's like the plane in in 9-11, the plane that, to me, was probably shot down. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. real objective, reasonable reasoning about the evidence of that particular thing Mm -hmm. is like, oh yeah, like when they keep, when they still talk about it, I was like, aren't we, we all know though, right? Mm -hmm. It's always like understood that that plane was shot down.
1: Which one? The the one in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Shanksville one? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I have a September 11th episode coming up, so... (laughs) (laughs)
0: I don't know either. But I feel yeah. like I had developed that opinion and I feel like I could say it I with such conviction uh, that that's what happened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Crew takes over, though, right? Like the people take over the plane.
1: Yeah, the people, the passengers took over right, the plane. But can't yeah, they keep they...
0: it airborne longer than. No, what happened because was. From the... what I understand, there was an explosion.
1: No, I don't know. From everything that I've sir that I've done research on, and I've done research
0: since it happened. You've done more than I have. Yeah, it, there was no explosion.
1: Um, they crashed. They took the cart, and those carts are heavy as shit. So they crashed through the cockpit. There were terrorists in there, and uh, the terrorists actually crashed the plane. Not the not the people. Mm. The people were in the in the process of trying to get control of the plane. I see. So. When they when they uh when they crashed through the door and the terrorists knew that they were fucked, they crashed the plane, which I imagine was the plan. That sounds you know, realistic. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, and that's what I'd always well, heard. Well, but but to I, be, I imagine they would have been shot down if because that was the last plane. Right. You got to think the two the other two planes hit the towers. The plane the other plane hit, hit the, the Pentagon. Pentagon. Right. That was the last plane. By that time, they would have got shot down.
0: It's so, fi- that's what I'm saying about yeah. the shooting down theory. Yeah. So More I than, mean,
1: it's plausible, but right. I, as far as I know and all the evidence that I did, I don't think it got like shot down. It didn't
0: get shot down. Nah. Well, see, and I'm certainly willing to entertain that, too, because people who would detract from that would be like, oh, no, by that time, we got planes in the air, and we're kicking ass, and we're like, fuck you, or we're shooting down everything. That, yeah. But they were still incredibly confused. Oh, yeah. It's the fucking government. Yeah. We're talking about, like, six different oh, yeah. agencies now. Yeah. Because yeah. that didn't exist before that. No, it didn't. Those agencies didn't even no, know how to not. call each other.
1: No, no. And there's a reason why. And I I'll, now and I'll, I'll get into this in depth on my episode when it comes up, but it, it all boils down to the uh, the FBI and the CIA they didn't talk to each other because they didn't like each other. The reason why there were no um, rooftop rescues on 9 eleven is because um it, it it was just a bunch of beef between no it was it, bureaucratic it, 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 on, on the upper level on the upper level it was the CIA and the FBI mm-hmm. they were beefing and then on the lower level New York City there was the uh the FDNY and, and then the, 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 FD, and the, the, the NYPD. NYPD they were beefing yeah. against each other yep. so the story is when the when the towers got bombed in the early 90s um they they chained the doors because there was a beef between the FDNY and um, NY and the and the NYPD yep. so that people when 9/11 happened they couldn't go to the roof and get helicopters to come get them and shit like that and then um the reason the whole reason why that 9/11 happened is because the FBI and the CIA did not talk to each other Exactly no 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 I know it Yeah you go yeah, going, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no 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 don't give away the <laughs> Yeah right
1: we're at the end of this yeah. episode It's going to, yeah but but, but yeah, fine. that's pretty much it. Right, right. It uh, it's awesome though.
0: No, it's fucking it insane. When you
1: when you look into it, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. These men are consummate snowball artists. I'm not really sure that applied. <laughs> but I didn't want to get out of here without. Oh yeah. Getting that in the mix. Well, all right, everybody. I certainly appreciate everyone for tuning in. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure about the viability of the video part of this podcast, but. It yeah, will I mean, yeah. you know, be available as you're hearing know. this yeah. And Very soon <laughs> A new episode of Pi Cam here With Tony Baltimore It's on the way I uh, feel like this was over a while ago Welcome One Graham One Graham Welcome to the
1: One Graham Army Podcast
0: Welcome one one, one one gram. Welcome. Okay. One, one gram. Welcome. Okay. One, 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 one gram. Welcome to the One Gram
1: Army podcast.